Anyone who does a front lat spread and doesn't get the pecs to crunch up in front of them, done with you. No time for you. Your pecs should be full and striated. I'm done looking at you. Move along. And and if can irritate the shit out of me when people don't listen to me. I go, pull the lat spread right out. Get your pecs up. Look at my chest through my shirt. What looks better? That or that? I mean, uh, I'm on the fucking webcam up. with a t-shirt on and you can tell it looks better. <laughs> when people don't listen to me and I tell them, get the pecs up and they don't do it, I think, okay, you're now ignoring excellent advice from me. I'm done giving you advice. <laughs> That's I'm so I proud feel. of you right now, Scott. I have no sympathy for these people. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no sympathy for these people. Like, like, look at a picture of Dorian. Look at a picture of Ronnie. Their pecs are all completely striated and flexed in the front lat spread. Look at Bumstead. You want to look classic? You think letting your pecs hang relaxed is going to look better? No, it doesn't. Look at Bumstead. His pecs are up in front of him. It's just, it's 101. Like, stop it. Stop doing that makes you look worse. Thank I, you. I want Rod to have a child so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding. Of course, I'm Ron. We got Dusty. We got Scott, the producer. The producer. We got Mutant on board. Remember, imutant.com. Get your ISO surge. Get your gear. Everyone should be on the gear. And remember, Patreon for the Think Big Bodybuilding Media Network. And uh, keep a producer homed. That's what we're all about here. You know, we don't want Scott to ever be in a good enough position that he can stop this job, but we just want to make sure that he has to continue to do it forever. So Mm. he has the means, you know what I mean? Perfect amount. The the same approach the government takes to the average blue collar worker. (laughs) Just Just enough. enough. Yeah. Don't want them to ever get ahead. Just Mm. keep making shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Speaking of uh, keeping you home, Scott, I have to bring this up. Jesse, our super chat champion of the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did his first show this weekend. Oh, I thought I- you were going to tell me he lost his house. Yeah. Well, no, he lost that a long time ago. How do you think he can afford Scott? That's why Scott has a house. Um, <laughs> no, so he did his first show. True novice, one. Nice. Novice, one. Lightweight, one. Yes. Nice. And he went three, and and but I love this though. You guys will love this because you understand the kind of person he is. He goes, I go, damn, three out of three in the classes, and he goes, well, two out of three, and I'm like, they were all first. He goes, true novice, it was just me, so it don't count. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Attitude. I was like, I just love that you told me that, like, because yeah. that's what I would do. I'd be like, well, technically, uh, I would have been I like, I won the lightweight, but they let him do the middleweight. I don't know why they let him do that. But they did, and he ended up taking fourth out of, like, seven guys. I'm like, nice. you're giving up, like, 30 pounds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Nicely done. So uh, That's was, a story a of conditioning. Weekend. I know that's a story of conditioning yeah. right there. You have to be yeah. in really good shape to hang like that when you're 40 pounds light. Yeah, exactly. So it was super fun. The whole prep was awesome. And, uh, yeah, so for the guy who keeps Scott homed, congratulations. <laughs> And thank you to everybody from Patreon and everybody who's done super chats and stuff. That's been huge. I have a big question for Ron, though, before we get this thing rolling. So we're just doing like the first names now. It used to be like really official. We went from like. I was wondering if you noticed that. I was wondering. You're like, hey, I'm Ron. I'm Ron. 
This is Dusty. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. You guys have me feeling so casual this morning. <laughs> I just went with it. Not even I a big round, you know? There's a little bit of me that feels ridiculous saying my full name, like a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. It's like, you know, the, the next step is to add like a fake addition, like Dr. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wanted to just toss a, the third on the end of it just for fun. Right, right. Like, yeah. So you say your full name, like, you don't walk up to someone, I am Ron Parlow. Like, you don't, it's just like a little bit weird. Yeah. I am. I have to be pro Big Ron Parlow. Nice. Yeah. I have to be pro Big Ron Parlow. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. You did, you did you know, go full. Ca- I, 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 viewers, do you like the full casual? Or not. Yeah, like, I just feel like the viewers have become kind of our little family, you know, we're all sitting around the campfire. They're putting you know, up with us. It, you know, yeah. initially they we they got like we we draw we drew them in. You we used to give them the, it, like a nice introduction with some music and some graphics, and now <laughs> we're down to this. Slowly yeah. dialed it back. <laughs> just see if they notice the withdrawing of effort. Just like a parent who just slowly stops asking you where you've been. Yeah. Or what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's all we're doing. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. You know, it won't be long. Yeah. We just start and we have no topic and we just BS for an hour and then hang up. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll say we'll goodbye. Say, just click. We'll say something like, <laughs> well, it, it's it's better that way because it's very relaxed. We'll make up, but we'll justify the, yeah. the lack of justify the laziness. <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. We, okay. we got some heat on the last episode. Uh, we got some heat. About this time, Derek Lunsford and him uh, not being as good, or really, I, I, Derek wasn't even brought up. We just said that nobody is as good as Ronnie was. That was basically the 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 argument. And yes. as a result, somebody brought up Lunsford, and this was the comment: Dusty might be numb. People people literally gasped when Derek stepped on stage. Everybody was talking about it and then the next uh, comment the next comment nailed everything i have to say <laughs> let's so, listen obviously it's not a shot on Derek, not that harsh right? but yeah i think that people don't realize that like it's not a shot on Derek because i thought Derek was mind-boggling compared to himself um i mean but, just in period he was awesome yeah, but Incredible. i'm saying that yeah. the jump no was enormous. at all i just he deserved yeah. he deserved i mean if he would have won I wouldn't have been like, oh my gosh. I mean, nope. it was a coin flip, but no I problem. think what maybe ha- would be missed by somebody who hasn't at the previous shows is when people gasped when Ronnie came out in 03 or Jay came out in 09, the show ended. We didn't need right. to see anyone else. Um, and, and again, that's, you know, that's not a shot at anyone here, and it's also a sign of how much things have leveled up. Um, and I'm not a throwback like, oh, it was better back then. Because right. that's really not what I believe. But I think that the the top guy was. Right. You know, but I mean, if, if you want to go as a whole, I think, you know, you, you pull back that like late 90s, early 2000s era. And then there was a gap where kind of Phil ran away with things by himself. And now it's tight again, kind of like it was back then. And I, I, I actually prefer from that standpoint, I love going to the Olympia knowing I don't know who's going to win. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, that's extra exciting. Like the fact, yeah, Phil know. years got kind of boring 
to me, honestly. Well, you remember when Phil was called out for one call out and sent back? Yeah. Alone? I mean, I even thought as a fan that that was a mistake of Steve. Even though he was right, you literally just gave the answer. Like, yeah. Not that we didn't all know, but you don't want to actually like tell him. I felt like Steve turned around and goes, Phil's winning, and we're trying to figure out second. They're better right. at that now. They're better at that now. Oh, yeah. and they yeah. kind of give the illusion, you know, even if it's not even close. They give that illusion of like these guys are really battling it out, you know. Yeah, well, they move I, around the call outs and the whole thing. Yeah. I, I b- believe it was Aceto who reminded us, correct me if I'm wrong here, but Chris reminded us that the first time that they ever did a final call out with two guys was when Jay and Ronnie were battling. You know, one, right? Was it 01? Yeah. 01, I think yeah. he said that was the first time. Cause like, I don't remember ever seeing Dorian uh, called out with one guy. Like it was never yeah. like Dorian and Kevin to the line. That never happened. It was always like, Kate, we're done with first call out, second call out. And that was it. And maybe they yeah. take another look at first call out, but they never did the whole drama thing. And I don't know if it was intentional with Ronnie and Jay or just cause it was so close, but that started it, and I believe, and they the, the can hear the keyboards typing now if I'm wrong. You are wrong. <laughs> Which is good. That generates engagement. So maybe it's good to be wrong. Um, but uh, strategy we don't take enough. That's a bold strategy. Um, Every time I but, speak, there's a chance I'm wrong. So we're yeah, always yeah, taking just, that strategy. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I, I really like it. I, I, I love that that. Sort of, you know, maybe top two is even a little low. Maybe you got to call out the final three like they usually do, just to mm-hmm. make it exciting. You know, like that 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 top three at the uh, at the O or at the Arnold. I mean, was awesome. Remember, they, mm-hmm. they had that top three call out. So, you know, that sort of stuff is uh, great for the fans. It's a lot of fun, but you know, you know who I don't hear saying that Derek is like way better than Ronnie is Derek. Like, I, I feel like if we were to talk to him and we were to sit down, he'd be pretty oh, yeah. humble. You know what I mean? About where he's at. He's literally one of the best bodybuilders in the world. But I, I just, I, I don't, yeah, but I don't know. I, I don't know him well, but I don't picture him being like, yeah, I'm better than Ronnie or I'm getting close. You know, yeah. I, and, I and that's I, just, it's not that we're like old guys because I, I, I'm with you. I agree with you guys, but I do think there's a perspective of like, all oh, these old guys don't really appreciate what's going on with bodybuilding anymore. Like this is what's happening now. You know? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 So in, in a sense, like, you know, technically uh, to me, Derek is like unbelievably complete. Yeah. Like, you know, we even joked about, you know, Ronnie didn't really have calves. Like he didn't have the calves, you know, and he does like mm-hmm. a few things, but he just made up for it with like this overwhelming, unbelievable mass and conditioning that just was too much for everything else to occur. And it factor, like just you see him on stage, there was that it factor with Ronnie Mm -hmm. where he just came out and was like, what's up? I'm here to take the trophy. You know what I mean? You're like, yep, you are. Here you go. If you just look at size of body parts, like if you just go through like, okay, how big is their back? How big are their arms? How big are the delts in relation to the arms? How full are the legs? How much space is in the armpits when they stand front relax like you know you just start looking at that and like guys like Derek are at the extreme end of fulfilling all of those requirements like more than than any bodybuilders have been you know like there's not a lot of guys that that 
I mean, the way Derek looks now, have you guys seen the current shit that he's putting mm-hmm. out? That's, we're like, oh. I mean, you know, there's other guys doing it too. You got Samson and you got Andrew Jacked and you got, like, I'm really excited about this next year or two of bodybuilding. We could see things get to the point where even us old guys are saying like, oh, this might be the next new level. Like, you know, because mm-hmm. it takes a lot to shake up. It takes a lot to get a bunch of old guys to agree that we're at a new level. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because there's so much romance with the other level. Right? And I'm just saying it might be exciting. We, you might be able to put pictures side by side soon and go, yeah, okay, we're in a new a new generation now officially, you know? It, it is already hard to compare the old school to now because the waists are so different. and the aesthetic is different because of that. Like before we were mm-hmm. like, yeah, your waist just gets blown out when you're that big. And now we're like, nope, doesn't have to be, you know? Yeah. 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 That's, that's one of the factors too. You know, I mean, uh, someone asked me on my feed the other day, who do you think deserved an Olympia more during Dorian's reign, Kevin or Nasser? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I said, Kevin, cause he plays second twice and he won two Arnold's while Dorian was Mr. Olympia. And, and he was the winningest pro ever prior yeah. to Dexter. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and Nasser only got second once, and he didn't win an Arnold while Dorian was was Mister Olympia. So that was my answer. But um, you know that the I mean I I mean I look at the the crop now like this 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 top five we're about to see yeah. in in a couple of months. I'm really excited because you know anytime the bar goes up a notch. I mean, it doesn't go up a notch all the time, right? It can take a decade to go up a notch. It can take longer. And, you know, it's exciting to be there when it happens, if it happens. And, I, I mean, this could, be, this could be one of the Olympias where we're like, okay, this is like we're really, really into, into a, the next round of, of craziness here. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. oh, for sure. I think what I would like to see, um, because, and like I said, what got missed is – when, when Ronnie's reign ended, bodybuilding did step back, even with Jay. I love Jay. But Jay's best doesn't beat Ronnie's best, in my opinion, not even close. Um, I don't think Phil's does either, although it is it is close. As time uh, ticks on, is, it starts to – Phil is yeah. that good. So I would I would definitely be – you know, there's a, there's a time machine I'd love to see as Phil's best against Ronnie's because hmm. I don't think the gap is as wide as I used to think it was. Hmm. Right. Um but, Especially you know, by today's standards. Yeah, you know? but but down to the current state, I think what's cool is I would love to see a top four or five, you know, where I'm like, I have no idea what they're going to do. That I would love would to see a top awesome. five. Like with the, if they were divided by a couple of points, three guys, where, where judges are disagreeing. Because let's be honest, it gets a little old looking at score sheets that go, Five points, one, 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 ten, one, one. Yeah. you know, fifteen. I'm like, what? So you all agreed? Because I don't even. I'm sorry, but like, some of these shows are so tight. I'm like, how did that even happen? I can't even yeah. agree. Like, Ron and I couldn't agree straight across the board <laughs> with the top five at the Olympia, and when we see a lot of bodybuilding the same, um, so that's the thing that I think is exciting. We might reach a point in the next year or so. Like, I was sitting here in my head going, okay, well then, right now, who's the top five of the Olympia? If you had to guess. Hmm. And I have nine names that are yeah. in the top five. <laughs> yeah. it, it's a real, we, we're, we have a really exciting <clears throat> bottleneck hitting us. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, we saw those years where, like, one guy would step up. Yeah. Like, you know, be one guy that would be like, oh, wow, that one dude. You know, we've seen that before. But this, this is, could be the year where we're like, okay, so these five guys all leveled up this year. You know, well, um, you know, Derek, you know, Derek, Samson and Andrew all have already. We haven't seen yeah. Derek on stage or Samson, um, but, you know, they have. And Andrew's getting better from what I understand from Chris, like by the minute. Hmm. Yeah, um, he needs to, though, too, <laughs> to be fair. Like if we just compared them to what we've seen last, I don't think Andrew can hang with Samson or Derek what when I saw him at like the Arnold. So he he had like that room to still fill out. Oh, he's got but, plenty of room to grow, but, but he's so freakish. In maturity too. And even like posing maturity. Like there were so many things that like but it's it, it those are all things that could be improved. And with him it sounds like he's improving quickly. Could he do that by the time that the Olympia happens? I could definitely see that. So I'll tell you something that happened to me last week. Um Aceto called me because he's got a client of his that's doing our 212 show. Okay. He's coming up to do the 212 show. When's your show? Um, it's October, well, September 30th, October 1st is our weekend where we have two, both our shows and the 212 Pro Show is on the Saturday. Nice. So he's got his guy coming up. Um, Noel, the guy from Spain, he got second yep. at the Dallas. Yeah. He got yes. by Keon. Yeah, so he's coming up. So Aceto just called me to be like, hey, you know, like just asking some questions, like what's the hotel like and like, you know, that sort of thing. Like, should I send him up? And I was like, yeah, yeah, send him up. So I started talking to him and he goes, hey, you remember, because, I, you know, Andrew Judd just won the Dallas, right? And I, he, he said, hey, do you remember when I called you five days out from the Olympia and I told you that Roden was going to win? And then I was right. And I go, yeah. And he goes, Andrew Jack's going to win the Olympia this year. Dang. And I was like, huh. And he goes, mark my words, he's going to win. There's no stopping him. The rate of improvement is obscene. He that, Just wait. And I was like, oh, okay. And then Chris told me that he's going to fly out to L.A. every second weekend or every weekend from now to the Olympia to spend like 48 hours with, with Andrew every week. If he's that invested. He said, my wife's not too happy about it, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> About a dollar for every time I heard that sentence. Uh, And I just can't help. I just can't help but think back to 2018 when, like, Phil was just a runaway. Like, just a runaway. He had disposed of Kai Green so many times. I didn't even think it was close. I never thought Kai could beat Phil, ever. Not once in one single pose did I think Kai ever beat Phil. I, there were mm-hmm. there were people that were Kai Green fanatics, and I thought he was unbelievably good. And I just thought Phil beat him straight up every mm-hmm. shot, every time. And Phil was just a runaway. And Roden had been there before, and Roden had been top five before, and like all that stuff. And when Chris called me and said, Roden's going to win the Olympia this weekend, I was like, okay. <laughs> and then he sent me pictures, and I was like, well, he looks really good, but you know, hotel pictures, like, I don't know, yeah. Phil probably yeah. looks just as good. Like, what the, what do you want me to say? Yeah. And then five days later, I was like, holy shit. Like, Chris knew, Chris knew he was going to win and fully believed it. Uh-huh. And so when he calls me and says, hey, Andrew's going to win the Olympia, I think, huh, he's either the ramblings of a crazy old lunatic or 50 <laughs> 50, which it could be. It's been a few years. 
you know? He hangs out with us, years. so come on now. Yeah, 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 you know? So I thought, okay, Chris, maybe he's hitting, the, maybe he's hitting his uh, expiration date here with his predictions. <laughs> <laughs> but, but also, like, shit, that's like bold shit that he doesn't go out of his way to say yeah. often, you know? Yeah. And uh, so that really piqued my interest. And another thing that I thought was great was uh, you guys see Tyler Mannion putting out these videos now where Those he's talking great. specifically about why they make decisions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is so, so good. And I encourage everyone who's competing to watch those videos. Go find those Tyler Mannion videos and watch them. Because I've been telling people for years, when they call side tricep, do a side tricep. Yeah. You, I know everyone likes the little thing Roden did with the leg, which Sean Ray was doing in the 80s, so it's not new. Yeah, but that's yeah. that's a pose. That's a great pose. You can use it in your routine. You can maybe right. flash it, flash it to the judges if you want. You're not. But they're asking for, for a side tricep. Yeah, yeah. And 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 of course, so many people ignore me. Oh, Ron, <laughs> old Ron doesn't know what he's talking about. Crazy old guy. Side <laughs> side tricep. I'll hit my ab thigh tricep because it's so beautiful. Ron doesn't. Everyone know thinks they look so great in their in their side tricep ab shot. And it's like, no, it's called a side tricep. That's what they want. And then Tyler Mannion goes on and goes, Andrew Jack loses this pose because he doesn't do it right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the rude awakening that every single one of these people needs to hear. The judges don't give a shit which pose you like. They want a side tricep. That's what you're supposed to hit. And they're going to literally mark you down now. If two guys are hitting a side tricep, one guy's got his side leg, the other guy's got his quad out, guess what? Doesn't matter how good you look, you lose your pose. So wake up. Listen to these videos. They're very important. And, and, uh, and, and I, you know, I'm just, I felt super vindicated when I saw that. I was like, oh, gee, I'm just going to sip my coffee. (laughs) You know, one of the things confuses people about that, though, is this. And, and, this was a this was something that somebody told me at one point because I was when I was just getting started, Ron. I came to somebody that had experience like you, and I was like, "Explain to me the you know each of the spots. So you've got the posing round, you've got the symmetry round, you know, you got the muscularity round." I go, "How does that work?" And he goes, "Well, it's very simple." He goes, "The biggest rippedest guy wins all three rounds." And I went, "What?" And he goes. Listen, being honest with you, yes, they all have their place. But at the end of the day, when you're Andrew Jacked, you win against Hunter Labrada. And my point is that's where the confusion comes into play. Because then a guy who's not Andrew Jacked loses three poses that he might have had a shot with, gets second place and goes, I still think I could have beat that guy. And and that's where the confusion comes into play because you're looking up. For example, everyone knows that like... You know, Ronnie wasn't the greatest poser, but he was just so big, it didn't matter. And then all of a sudden, people aren't paying attention to posing, but they don't look like Ronnie. Yeah. Oh, God, so true. You know, so that's the part where I think things get lost, because I saw those two. It's funny you said the side tricep, because I was like, what a great way to say it. He's like, we want to see the side leg. And he even said, hit the side tricep correctly, hold it. And then step into that other one. And we're fine with that. We're we're fine with you showing us a variation if you like it. But we need to compare you and the other guy in that pose. 
And I think that is where the confusion runs because people hear the rules and then they watch a freak like Andrew Jack or like Sean Roden win yeah. anyways. And they go, doesn't matter. Yeah. And Tyler <laughs> even said, he goes, now Andrew happens to look exceptionally good in this version of the side tricep. So it's impossible to ignore the muscle yeah. density and the quality <clears throat> and the condition. But yeah. he's not helping himself yeah. hmm. by not key. doing the side leg. Right. Which he so, has. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so you put your, he's, he's able to put his own obstacle up and then smash through it. <laughs> and, and for most of the people listening out there, you do not want to put any obstacles right. in front of yourself on stage. You do not want to create any more hurdles for your physique to have to jump over. Trust me. Hey, that's so, crazy that you guys are even talking about this because I had a question for you tying right in. What is your biggest, or it doesn't even have to be biggest, it sounds like we've heard one of them now, but what are your pet peeves that you see people posing? All three of us work with people and we have to correct people on their poses when they do check-ins and yeah. you know, we're working with people to try to get them on stage. What do you see that really irritates you? I have one. I have one. two that are jumping right to the okay. forefront immediately. Okay. The first one, and, the, and these are for beginners, Yeah, constantly yeah. looking down at their feet. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm like, I'm like, your feet are there. Why do you keep looking down? They're, yeah. They've been Why do you have to your look at your legs to flex them? Yeah. I don't get that. I've never really understood that. Um, the reaching back, like there's a lot of touching their body to see if it's in. Yeah. Touch the glutes. And I'm like, why are you like, and I, I think some of them got it because they see a guy like hit a side chest and pull the zipper out. Or I'm like, that's a show. That's a, that's during his routine. And, and he's him. Don't do that. Like you're literally touching to make sure you're squeezing your glutes. Yeah. So a lot of these things that, that I see, and these are really basics, they just tell me you didn't practice. I'm like, oh, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. So you feel look your glutes. inexperienced. Yeah. You're checking. Yeah. You're, you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're not sure. So one thing that drives me crazy is when guys set up their back shots, I mm -hmm. don't know where this came from. Someone famous probably does it, but they go to set up the back shot and they let their back leg, they let the knee cave in and like they're trying to set their foot up and then they crank the knee out to flex the glute. Mm -hmm. First of all, you shouldn't have to do that. You should just be able to put your leg back and it's perfectly in position. Right. You should just lift your foot, drop it back, plant it, glutes, hams, calves, all flexed. I am absolutely unsympathetic to you if you can't do that. <laughs> I could do that when I was, I could do that perfectly when I was 17. Okay. So get it. S secondly, why are you putting yourself in a terrible position where you look like shit for even one second? Yeah. When you turn your knee in, it collapses your entire lower body. And if the judges are looking at you at that split second, you look terrible. You look terrible. Do not do that. So they set their foot up, cave their knee in, twist it out again, feel their glutes, make sure their hams are tight. It's like, okay, I'm done looking at you at this point. You're wasting my time and you don't know what you're doing. That's how I feel. I can't help it. Secondly, anyone who does a front lat spread and doesn't get the pecs to crunch up in front of them, done with you. No time for you. Your pecs should be full and striated. I'm done looking at you. Move along. And, and it fucking irritates the shit out of me when people don't listen to me. I go, pull the lat spread right out. Get your pecs up. Look at my chest through my shirt. What looks better? That or that? 
I mean, right. I'm on Load, a fucking webcam on. with a T-shirt on, and you can tell it looks better. <laughs> when people don't listen to me, and I tell them, get the pecs up, and they don't do it, I think, okay, you're now ignoring excellent advice from me. I'm done giving you advice. <laughs> That's I'm so proud of you right now, Scott. I have no sympathy for these people. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no sympathy for these people. Like, like, look at a picture of Dorian. Look at a picture of Ronnie. Their pecs are all completely striated and flexed in the front lat spread. Look at Bumstead. You want to look classic? You think letting your pecs hang relaxed is going to look better? No, it doesn't. Look at Bumstead. His pecs are up in front of him. It's just, it's 101. Like, stop it. Stop doing shit that makes you look worse. Thank I, you. I want Ron to have a child so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like she comes over with a B, and I can just hear him because it starts getting going. Yeah, you know, and it just and it's rolling down the hill. And <laughs> so, first things first, Scott. Yes. Great work, buddy. You Thank you. It. I've been trying. Um, I finally. I have to apologize to anyone. No, I feel like I have to apologize to like a us. whole bunch of people now. So, so, so now that you got it rolling, I, I have to throw, of course, one of my like. I won't even call it a pet peeve because it just doesn't matter because it's you. It's not anyone that's any good doing this um, or no one's corrected them. But I like when guys from the front are going to do a front lat spread and they do the row like they do from the back. You know, row their arms backwards and then open up. And I'm yeah. like, we, we, we can't see your back. There's you don't you don't have to do that. Yeah. Or the big they do that to feel reach. It, I bet. We have a running joke in our house that I can't point out, but uh, the big reach on the side chest and then pull it up and then don't finish it. Just stay in here. Yeah. I'm like, with a big gap. Yeah. I'm like, keep going. Keep going. Yeah. (laughs) I hate that. I hate this side chest with the, there's a big, where am I? Yeah. When there's any space in here. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, no, no, you got, it's gotta be pulled right in. Like, it drives That's me crazy. I do, like daylight's a problem. I don't want any yeah. daylight in there. Now, why? Yeah. Why don't you want that, Ron? Well, it's not finished. Yeah. Like you got to lift the rib cage up. You know, yeah. like look at Arnold. Look at picture. Yeah. The, like you know, the greatest, most classic side chest of all time. Just pull up Arnold's side chest. There's no daylight in there. Well, plus you know, thing about what do does that. the far pack when you pull into it. Also, when you twist far enough so that you got the shoulders as wide as humanly possible yes. coming yeah. into this and, and your hips don't turn with your shoulders you know sometimes you tell guys to twist and then all of a sudden their hips turn too and i'm like no no yeah. no, no, those gotta stay that way and then you yeah. turn just from just from the waist up turns yeah. and then that gets width same thing with the daylight between the knee and the, the back of the knee and the hamstring down there that's another one like you have to eliminate that space Another you know. thing is I, I hate when guys do their side chest and they stick their ass out. Mm. Like yeah. pull your pelvis in underneath you. Look at Arnold. He's sitting on top of his – his pelvis is under him. Like he's on top of his hip. You know what I mean? Yeah. Flex so, Lewis. Yeah. Another – I mean, I think there's a lot that can be learned just by – like you said, Ron, it's, it's, it's small tweaks that, that people are not spending time with. Um, in, in a prep. Yeah. You know, and it's like, like you said, I mean, the pulling the chest up that we're not talking about, look, I've been there where I'm trying to get, figure out how to verbally give someone the cues to do a lat spread when they're first starting. 
Yeah. It's mm-hmm. really hard for me because I'm like, well, you just do this. I mean, what, what do you mean? Like, my, I don't understand how it's not, can't be done. Eventually we get it and we're fine. But then once it becomes pull the chest up, that's put a string on the front of your chest and pull up. Yeah. Yeah. Lift okay, it. we're done. You know what I mean? Like very, very simple. But those things just mean that, you, you, like you said, Ron, I mean, someone gave you advice and it, it's really simple. And, and Kenny does this, Kenny Walk, which I love, is he'll run you through a pose and he'll have you hit it. And then he'll fix it. And he'll have you hit it again. And he screenshots both and sends them to you. Yeah. Right. And you can't. I mean, it's like, I don't care what you think is better. Once you're looking at them yeah. side by side and it's you, you know, a minute and a half apart, you're like, ooh. Yeah. Okay. Another, I've spoken to some judges recently, including something Tyler kind of said in one of his posts. And he said, listen, there's this obsession by classic guys where they want to make every single pose uniquely twisted. Mm, yeah. And he's like, stop it. Half the time, your version of the pose looks worse than if you just did it normally. I would say the right. front double is going to be like one front of the biggest ones that gets bastardized because they Everyone pull their they chest in, you know, chest goes in, everything looks small and they're out like this versus just show us the expand that rib cage yeah, open then, everything up be as big as possible in it you know yeah and like i i i saw one guy on stage he's doing his front double but he's like turning almost 45 degrees so now his one lat isn't even visible gone yeah <laughs> and he's like so now you just look narrower smaller and your one arm is farther away from me so now your yeah. head looks bigger than your other arm congratulations yeah. like <laughs> I don't get what they're thinking. Like, stop trying to reinvent. Are you the genius who's going to come up with the perfect front double? Just look at what Bumstead does and do that. He's got his legs slightly offset, so there's, they're kind of interesting. And then his upper body's just straight on, smashing you in the face with a big front double. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes like, your just waist do that. small, too, that way. That's the know? standard. Like, they literally say, whoever we choose for Mr. Olympia is the standard. Yeah, right. that's the standard. That's exactly what we want. So just do that. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. The one I have, the, the the one that I see, and it's always it, it, this is a lot of new guys do this. And I thought about it because I just worked with a guy over the weekend who, you know, to his credit, he's never posed with anybody in his life. He's this is his first show, and I was like, hey, let's hop on, you know, video, do some posing. And I see this with almost everybody. The front relaxed is arguably one of the most important poses. You know what I mean? Like that's literally what that's the your introduction. Yeah. yeah. And you can't hide anything in that shot. You know what I mean? Like you literally are just lined up there. You are completely exposed in that shot. And the thing that I always see is that guys take those arms and they just, they don't, it's not about inflating the lats for them, which is what we want to do. Instead, they just lift the arm. So yeah. Your shoulders there, disappear. Yeah. yeah, your shoulders disappear, yeah. your lats disappear. And so that's, and it's hard because you, you know, I try to tell them just inflate the lat and then set the arm on the lat. That's what we want. But instead, yeah, there's hanging. always, there's, yeah, exactly. And there's still like this raise that happens. But I, once again, I think it's a lot of pros that have shown us this. Number one, their lats are freaking huge, right? Mm-hmm. So like Branch mm-hmm. Warren is probably like the worst perpetrator of this. His arms literally look like he was riding a motorcycle, like a big hog, you know? And his arms are just straight out to the sides. But his lats, it, like, it, it still worked for him because he had so yeah. much mass, you know? There's the odd structural exception with some of this stuff. But for most people... I always say in the front, relax, your hands should be hanging as low as your belt. Yeah. 
like right. your waist. Like think of where your belt is. Your your hands should be down around your waist. If your hands are up like by your bottom rib, you're messed up. Your front relaxed sucks. <laughs> right. I always use I've, my thumb as like a reference point. I ask myself like where are my thumbs? How far are they from being able to actually like come in and touch my Yeah, waist, touch you, know? you yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. heard Tyler Mannion. Like, I've had the 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 fortune to be backstage at a bunch of pro shows in the last couple of years. Yeah, and Tyler comes backstage and he just stands there, and everyone comes up to him and he just rapid fires. He's got his sheet and he's just rapid fire, and he's brutal because he's got really? no time to waste. Right? Yeah. So people come up and they're like, "What can I do?" And he's like, "Number twenty three. He's like, "Your back is very weak, and you need to learn how to do a front relax. It's not doing you any good." Next. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it's like perfect. This is what we need. Right. And I've heard it, I've heard him tell people like I've heard him say your front relax is terrible. Your front relax is terrible. I've heard him say that like a bunch of times to people. And I'm like, good. These people need to hear it. Yeah. That's how you get better. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. 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 Whew, man, yeah. that was brutal. Well brutal. done, Scott. Scott, you, you may have the championship right there. And I think we bring up posing. <laughs> Plus, every time you bring up posing, Ron has a new T-shirt that gets made. Yeah. I'm really you sorry. Know? Like we could make these T-shirts. Every t- like I was just I'm gonna watch this back and figure out what shirts we have coming, um, you know. <laughs> we got this. One I want UCC you guys month. to know all those examples were were like a hundred times that's happened to me. It's not one oh, yeah. person or anything like like hundreds of times. Each one of those things I mentioned was like I've I've handled it hundreds of times. It wears me out. Mm-hmm. Says so uh, if Ron UC Suma if Ron or Mutant makes a stop spreadsheet bodybuilding shirt, Kate and I will each buy three. <laughs> it's a great. I mean, it's a, these are just great quotes right here, and I think we got to run with them. Victoria used you know? spreadsheet bodybuilding in her talk, by the way, because she said she loves that. She's like, I love that term, and and she so she compared. She, she offend said, everyone there. Well, she said that's all they do. It's like a room full of data collectors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her point was her point was like it's either spreadsheet bodybuilding or it's bros. You know, the old school right. bro science or whatever. She didn't say bro science. The old school bros. She was like, what we really need to do is combine the two, you know? But yeah, she right. used that term spreadsheet bodybuilding. She's probably going to I love when, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen if Dante does this with you, Ron, but uh, he'll send me like data. And he's like, oh, yeah. look, they, they found out something I posted in 1992. And he sends me the link to he his post. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's, it's 2023. And he's like, like here it is. I'm it's glad a 22 year old, 22 year old message board post. He always send back. I'm glad you guys figured this out, like as if they found it. <laughs> he loves being vindicated, like a quarter of a century after he's posted it. Yeah, you know. Well, Ron, you like, know who that feeling next to Tyler Mannion. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny too because like um, there was a, a a study posted just recently about volume and like sets to failure yeah and and they found it like in your in your first i can't remember how it was worded but you had baseline where no growth occurs right Mm -hmm. and then to get six percent hypertrophy above baseline required four sets to failure per week right per week to get from from six percent to eight percent so two more percent like 12 it went to eight to ten sets yeah. Really? Big jumps. And then to get to 10%, which is only two more percentages, it went all the way to like 16 sets. Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it showed that your your investment return was so high in the first like 
six to eight hard sets per week, even 10. And yeah. then it just leveled off where you all got almost no return all the way to 16 sets, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I'm like, oh, that's funny. I kind of did six to eight working sets for each body part my whole life. Yeah. yeah. So like, we kind of fake, like we did, we had a good handle on what was, what we should be doing. Obviously there's, you know, there's more to it, but like these sort of like Dante moments where you're like, eh, good. This is re reaffirms what we were, yeah. you know, doing. So yeah, it's, it's interesting to read it. I got some listener questions here, guys. I got one actually that might tie kind of right into this uh, from Chris. He says, uh, hey, Scott, glad you're back in action. Got a question for us, just bodybuilding. After having listened to you guys on uh, Think Big Bodybuilding, I switched to HIT training. And after having been high volume guy for many years before, I tried the DC two-way split and found that I just can't recover in time for the next workout, especially legs. I have all screws in my head loose, though. I literally destroy myself in the gym each session. Uh, tried to be more moderate, and I just can't. Good man. Uh, so I have been running push-pull legs. Wait, excuse me, push, which is chest, tries, and buys. Um, pull, back, and shoulders. Legs once per week. And I feel okay um, for the next workout. Should I leave it that way and run it? Or am I leaving too much on the table? I'm close to 40 and not a young buck anymore. Well, first off, hmm. close to 40 is not old because I recover yeah. fine. But anyways, um, still plenty young. Still yeah. plenty young. I'm, I'm more bothered by the idea that a bicep is a push. But anyways, um, <clears throat> that's just how my brain works. I saw your, I saw you twitch. I, saw you twitch. <laughs> I think he was just, yeah, I think he just, yeah. So it's chest okay. and arms and then back and shoulders. Mm -hmm. And he's squeezing well, biceps in there, you know, with chest. Yeah. So, I mean, the answer to me is really simple, which is something that I don't understand where it got lost. Um, you basically just said you were doing something that wasn't working for you. And you took what you learned from that, created mm. something that is working for you, and are now asking permission to do what's working. Hmm. Just do what's working, and and I say that, and I'm not I'm not hammering him. I'm a lot of people miss that scenario. Is you know what's working? Like I have clients that come to me and they're like, should I switch my training? I'm like, look at their physique. I don't think so. Hmm. I think we should do what we're doing. You know, or yeah. I'll even tell them, hey, do what you're doing. But if I see a body part that's kind of I don't like what I'm seeing, I'm going to ask you what you're doing, and then we'll talk about it, and we will make some alterations. You know what I mean? So to me, what he just said is this is working phenomenal and he's already a psychopath in the gym, which means he's training hard. Apply that to that training and, you know, I think you're going to be fine because that if you're not recovering enough, then that's not the right thing for you. Right. That's good. Anything you want to add, Ron? No, I, I sort of picked up on that too. Like he was asking, like, is this okay that I do this even though I'm making gains on it? Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if someone came to me and they said, listen, I train twice a week because I'm really busy. But every single time I train, I get stronger. And my wife says I look great naked. And uh, everything's been good and my shoulder's feeling good. I'd be like, why are you, there's no complaining. Like, I'm sorry, you can only train twice a week. That's weird, but you're making gains. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. If someone said to me they're training six days a week, two hours a day, and they put on 20 pounds of muscle in the last six months, I'm not going to like tell them they're doing something wrong. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's all about results. 
it's all about results. And I know we feel locked into like, what tribe do I want to be part of? And mm. how do I want to get my gains? It's like, take them however you can get them. <laughs> yes, trend. Like, um, do not well, ask oops. questions when it comes to gains. You know? Just glad they're here. Yeah, yeah. Man, that was such you a know? good answer you guys had for that one. Young Lee. This is from Patreon. Both of these are from Patreon, by the way. Um, <clears throat> do you guys think more shredded glutes on stage has anything to do with the rising popularity of hip extension exercises no. like hip thrusts? Mm -hmm nothing to do with it at all i would agree <laughs> i would agree my thought and was I, that we were into the shredded glute thing like that oh, yeah. was the popular thing since like i can remember like 2006 even you know well he said he said he didn't see as many shredded glutes in the 90s but i totally disagree with that i i thought we were all i mean i was a 90s bodybuilder and that was like the rule like you got to get your glutes ripped like in fact, it was like almost overly focused on condition in some ways. Like guys would come in really flat just to be super shredded, you know? That's how I kind of see the 90s in a lot of ways. Do you think that's when it started, the shredded glutes thing? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, like think about it this way. Lee Haney's era, they weren't talking about glutes. They had Rich Gaspari getting shredded. There was a couple guys getting shredded glutes. Sean Ray always had them. You know, Lee Labrada was lean. But – it wasn't like Haney was showing off his glutes and he was Mr. Mm -hmm. Olympia. But then when Dorian became Mr. Olympia, even though Dorian didn't ever talk about glutes, his glutes were always strided, like really, really strided in all of his back shots. And that was like the next standard at that size, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like Ronnie gets credit for the strided glute craze with the parking lot lunges. But in reality, Dorian set the standard because Dorian was like, I'm going to be the biggest and I'm going to have the most shredded glutes. So that's why right. I'm going to be everybody's nightmare for six years. <laughs> and and so Dorian, I think, sort of gets credit for that mass plus conditioning combo that mm -hmm. came out of the 90s. And then Ronnie, you know, I, I've, I talk about this lots. Like people don't realize how they're in, how easily they're influenced and how how little of a difference some of this these things make like. I never saw a single person do parking lot lunges until Ronnie's video yeah. came out. Yeah. Ron, Ronnie's video comes out. All of a sudden, everyone's doing parking lot lunges and front squats. Front squats were not a popular bodybuilding exercise. Like, I did not see anyone front squatting in the gym because they're awkward. You know, you can squat more weight with a bar on your back. You know, people just did hacks. But then Ronnie comes out with that unbelievable video where he's got the yellow tights and he does the six-plate front squat. 600 pounds, yeah. And then what kind of comes off his front delt, so he just drops it on the floor, yeah. right? I did so that your gym that, once. Yeah, yeah. So that that video comes out. That video comes out, and all of a sudden, everyone's front squatting. Like for a few years, there was like a front squat phenomenon. Like everyone's like, I'm front squatting four plates, and like this crazy front squat thing happened. And it was just completely because Ronnie did it on a video, and the parking lot lunges came out of that, and everything. Like there's been a huge amount of that. Um, and now we see it on Instagram all the time. You know, you see one guy kind of doing the, the lean over squeeze, pull down. And oh, now, I, you know what I mean? So so there's a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff that we do just because we're influenced by by seeing it. And, um, you know, it's a big part of, of of what drives the the trends. I was going to I was going to add that the what really did affect the hip thrust movement is is really simple um, is bikini took place and yeah. glutes were the most important thing yeah and wellness came and in. then wellness came in 
and glutes were the most important thing. And so what you had is a couple guys that were really smart and said, I'm the glute guy. Yeah. And they created entire workouts for glutes. Yeah. Um, and, and it's funny because I was just, you know, we have this conversation now. Uh, there's a there's a, a guy that's semi-local to here that's the gut specialist. And I laugh because he's an idiot. Um, but uh, <clears throat> it's a genius move. You know, I'm going to help. And, and it's so easy to get in people's heads. Do you ever feel bloated? Oh, yeah. Oh, I could probably fix that. The fuck? Right. I mean, I literally see people post pictures like, I look so much better. And like you said, Ron, you're influenced. I'm like, girl, you posted that picture five weeks ago before the gut guru came in. The shit looked the same. But he's now telling you that you feel better. And you're like, I do feel better. I mean, damn, if you're that easy to get manipulated, I can't wait to meet you at a bar. Anyways, um, right. <laughs> you know, but, but that's really what happened with the glutes is someone was smart enough. And I, when I talk trash i'm actually crediting someone because you said oh this is a problem i'm going to create a solution and i'm going to cash in on it that is you know that's capitalism at its finest well i'll tell you what so it's been a hell of a solution there's been a, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of glutes a lot of glutes out there nowadays but do you know what's funny yeah. is it's not if you really break it down it's not that efficient like if you want, I mean, if you, when you really look at what will create the most bang for your buck in developing, like for example, wellness. Yeah. It's not just the glute. You need the whole leg. Yeah. Cool. Ass to ankles. Put a bar on your back of any sort. Yeah. All right. You're good to go. All right. Do it heavier. Deadlifting. Do it slower. Like yeah. that really is the secret, but you can, you know, at the end of the day, no one wants to get under the bar. So it's a lot easier to just do a hip thrust and go, I'm chasing glutes. You know, it's like, it's like deadlifting. Nobody really wants to deadlift. So just do another variation of a hammer row. I, I will say this, that the hip thrust is an effective exercise in that it targets exactly what it's going after. Yeah. It's, it's a great, so you know how we have a lot of evidence that the stretch loading is more hyper, hypertrophic than contraction loading, Yeah. right? right? So this technically, you know, squatting, stiff leg deadlifting, those are all stretch loaded exercises for the glutes. The hip thrust isn't excessively stretch loaded. You do get a pretty good range of motion, but it's a lot harder at the top in the contraction. Mm -hmm. So I see the hip thrust as a great it's not technically an isolation movement because there's more than, you know, more than one joint movement. But it is, yeah. yeah. It's probably the best glute isolation movement you can do because it kicks the shit out of all the cable stuff and all the band work. Oh, yeah. Like, I think but if you girls put are in doing, parentheses, if done correctly, since that's yeah. also yeah, the that's lateral rays of, of glute movements. Like, lateral just, rays I mean, at my gym, yeah. I'm seeing girls put four plates aside on a Smith machine that weigh 107 pounds. And everything's moving that she can possibly move. And I want to walk over and put a quarter on and go, I'm going to destroy the sensation of your glutes. And tomorrow you won't be able to walk because I'm going to show you how to do this right. Like, as soon as this head goes back, you're yeah. out of the game. You've, you're already yeah. doing it wrong, I promise. Yeah, yeah you know? I tell people their head shouldn't move. Their head mm -hmm. and their chest shouldn't move. They should just be like still from here up almost. Yep. And it should just be the hips. But I think they're... They're a great glute exercise, but I just don't think they're as revolutionary 
as I mean, there were a lot of great, you could just add volume on the other things and you'd get uh, an additional effect. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, there, there is a really that one of the studies I liked that was done with athletes that was interesting was they had this one group do, if I can remember correctly, had one group doing squats and one group doing hip thrusts. And they had them both do vertical jumps and sprints. Okay. So the group that did just the hip thrusts, they had a increase. Um, sorry, their, their sprint got faster, but their vertical jump didn't really go up that much. Hmm. And then the group that was squatting, their vertical jump went up and their sprint increased less you know what i mean it was the opposite uh-huh. yeah so it's kind of interesting it was like oh it was like you know just to see some athletes do those two different exercises um you know kind of shows exactly what you'd think you know the forward drive would be from the glute whereas the upward right. drive is mostly from the thighs so right. yeah okay I, I do some hip thrusts occasionally we have That's a second good. leg day we have a hamstring day well brains i mean he's four weeks out so we he, he he's doing a, a a heavy one heavy working set of hip thrusts, you know, after he does like stiff leg deadlifts and all that other stuff, but they're mm-hmm. definitely not like the main focus exercise at all. And he's Rich. been looking lean for a while. Like he's in Yeah. Shape. He's almost ready. You he's know, we, weeks, we need to do straight. a, um, and I'm going to put you on the spot, Ron, but um, maybe next week, I would love to do a comparison of where he was a year ago and now, and what created that change. That'd be cool. Because I think that would be a really cool thing that people don't get is it's it's listen, I love looking at Derek Lunsford and saying, Holy shit, look what he did to his back in the last year. But none of us are Derek Lunsford. But right. when you see change like what Braden's done, it's like, listen, this is a guy who just grinds it every single day. And I think yeah, that's yeah. the stuff people need to look at because at the end of the day, what he's made his improvements on yeah. is grinding like from the day after his show last year or whenever yep. it was yeah, to yeah. now. And then the changes that you guys have put on, like that I've seen over, like it's absurd. I mean, yeah, it's pretty, th- those pretty are jumps. Hit. Like those are jumps like pros where you go, what happened? I think like it's very whoa, impressive considering he, he has, you know, absolute dog shit genetics and a terrible physique to begin with. Just and I garbage. Think when you, I hate his jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're just attacking him for the gym now, right? Okay, cool. I was making sure. <laughs> uh, I just I just threw that in to see if he ever listens to the show. He'll bring it up to me at the gym. We'll find out. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. When he leaves one plate, I try not to give him too many you. compliments. I try to keep it a little yeah. bit. I want to. I don't want the head. Well, to just get take it. all the credit for yourself. You're like, well, I did yeah. that, and then you're all set. Oh, Without me, you're nothing. <laughs> no, uh, I do think it'd be an be awesome fine. thing to toss in there because it is. It, it is impressive like it you we've all been in this a long time i don't see a lot of like guys that are you know i'm gonna say on on like my level as far as you know genetics and everything else where they make such a big jump i go whoa what'd you do and i know he's always worked hard so i just feel like that's back to that cumulative effect where it's like well if you work hard for six months you can get this it's I can't remember who stated it first, but like that people overestimate what can be done in three months and underestimate what can be done in three years. Hmm. Absolutely. Like, like because that. he's continued to do that, you know, yeah. month after month, year after year. Now the jump, the jumps are getting bigger. Yeah. You know? So, you know, the first show he did, he was like 205 on stage. 
mm-hmm. right? And then the second show he did, he was like 210 on stage, right? right. It was one year later. So you're like, oh, mm-hmm. five pounds of stage weight with a little bit better condition. Yeah. But now this year, he's looking like he's going to be like 10 pounds That's heavier wild. on stage with better condition. He's going to be harder, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so the, the, the rate... The rate picked up, but that's because you 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 learn mm-hmm. and then you apply what you've learned to make it better. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's certain things we did, like pull back on certain volume, increase other things, you know, like that sort of thing. So and and the off season was almost almost the entire year was a cruise. Right. No kidding. And that that I, I think that I've seen this with a bunch of people, not because I'm like telling them to do this, but just the way life is like they're they got this going on, this going on, this going on. So they wind up just doing like a nine month cruise on like right. 200 tests a week. And then they go to start their next prep and the body just goes like an F1 car. And you're like, oh, this is really effective for some people it can really work well because they're not all burned out on shit and their body's not all fried and they're not trying to recover from their off-season cycles and you know so there's there's a lot of that that goes into like people need to realize that what's important is what you will yield on stage right right so you can do a bunch of crazy shit in off-season and all that stuff but if it doesn't equal more gains on the day of the show you know, like if you wind up over dieting all the crap out of yourself and you come right back down to your, it's, you know, what was your year for? And so that whole slow and steady wins the race attitude, you know? I was, yeah. I was going to say too, just on the subject, since this show has just been random and we just kind of running with it. Um, this is why I will never understand why guys don't stay with their coaches. Number one, with one coach that works, but number two, year round. Because you guys were learning this together. And again, a lot of people, they spend a year with Ron and the next year they're five pounds up and they're a little leaner. And then they look at the year and they go, we didn't really do anything that special. I could probably save some money and do this on my own. Yeah, typical like the cycle of all coaching, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. well, you're not gonna get the next year the 10 pound jump. Because right. you guys grinded it out together and, you know, you watched the whole process. Like nothing, I'll be honest with you, most of, number one, most of my clients do not compete. Most of my clients, right. that's not their goal. But yeah, yeah. the clients I have to compete, they work with me year round. And that's why the expectation gets higher and higher because we do learn more and more. And I'll be into the second, third off season going, man, now this is interesting. And we're bringing some to the table. And I'm sure somebody who doesn't understand will go, why don't you don't know that by now? Well, number one, things change, but number two, you, there's it's an ev- evolution that you're learning. So why guys will, number one, bounce around coach to coach drives me crazy, um, but definitely like, oh, I'll come back at 12 weeks out, bring you whatever garbage I have to the table and say, bring me in, Ron. Thanks. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I yeah, can't yeah. stress that enough because even Aceto, like he didn't like manage my off season the way that we do. But I sent him pictures every seven to 10 days a year round. And he would just be like, yeah, you might want to eat a little more. Or, hey, you're fat as shit. You should probably do something about that. Yeah. Um, but that's the kind of stuff that I really think you, that guys need to look into because it's very obvious with a guy like Braden when you see those big jumps. It's like he's working on his next show 
all year. Yeah, and another thing, the off-season body weight wasn't that wasn't even higher than the previous off-season body weight, you know. So it's not like it's all about just piling up the scale off-season. It's it's what yields muscle later. So that's what's important. Right. Like yeah, that. yeah. We've got about mm. enough time for one more question here, and I thought this was an important one, kind of completely different topic. Um, <clears throat> Question oh, for the next this was episode. a good one. I recently stopped listening to music slash podcasts with headphones in the gym. Um, since this change, I have noticed more aggression and truly enjoyed training. Again, um, I never fell out of love with training, but it feels like when I first started. Has anyone um, on the show ever cycled off headphones for a reset? No. I wanted to point out one thing, but that has nothing to do with headphones. Don't listen to a podcast while you're training. We have people that listen to our show while they're training. Yeah, I couldn't do that. You because here's the thing, like, and and I'm being like, you know, you don't ever sit. There's no, there's no uh, absolutes. I hate absolutes. This is an absolute because you you can't. If I'm engaging in this podcast and I'm listening to Ron, like, I'm in this. I'm not in what I'm doing. I don't think people understand. You cannot do two things at one time. Literally impossible. So if you are listening to a podcast and enjoying Rogan tell a story, your your intensity, your your focus in that moment is drifting. Yeah. Okay? You're not locked into what you're doing. If you are listening to music that's that's keeping you in what you're doing, that's a totally different thing. So I'm kind of going a little off because I know his point is the headsets, but I just wanted to point that thing out because I see it often. Even guys who I think are awesome in the gym, I'll look over and I see him like scroll on Instagram. I'm like, oh, you're walking away from this workout right now, huh? Huh? Yeah. That's, yeah. that is not this workout. Like, and, and it's not about being hardcore or anything like that. I'm just a firm believer. Like I will, I will select music sometimes like today I trained alone because Nikki decided to take a break at a hospital, whatever. Um, <clears throat> so right. I, I'm over there. I don't, I need a spot, right? Where are you laying in a hospital bed? Jeez. Anyways, um, <clears throat> we're not going to even answer what that is. We're going to leave it as a terrible uh, partner. She's all right. But, though, uh, right? She's okay. <laughs> as far as I know, I haven't been back. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but I mean, seriously. So all I, I I'm like, okay, the next, the next set is going to be long. It's a triple drop. Okay. I'm going to back up two songs just to make sure I'm ready. Oh, it's been a minute and a half. Time to go. You know? Right. So it's all about that. So, but as far as the headphones, you don't train at the same gym as me if you can take those things off. Oof. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit of an exception and I, I totally understand that not everybody's like me and um, no one's like you. I, Go ahead. I, 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 I'm, I'm way, uh, I'm so far to the, the far end of, of being involved with my music when I listen to my headphones in the gym. Like, um, I'm, I'm listening to the music. Like I'm not, it's not just background noise. I'm like listening. So if we're walking from the leg press to the hack squat, I'm listening to the guitars. I'm listening to the drums. I'm listening to the music. I'm right in the music. The music is almost a distraction from the pain and suffering in a way. Like it's like, like the solace I take, like the music is awesome. So I can just put myself through whatever I have to put myself through. Like it, it doesn't matter. It's just, just the music's great. Just whatever. Um, 
You know, if I give you being tortured, but they're playing good music, it makes the torture a you little bit like more. The dentist unfair. office, you know. Yeah, like a dentist office. If we played good music at the dentist, it wouldn't be as bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, so I'm sort of like that with the music. Um, and and you might think like, oh, you're distracted by the music, but I, I, it's 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 a real source of energy. Like I'm like, mm. really driven by it. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, this fucking song's coming on. Here we go. And I just, that's how I think that's in my head. That stuff's in my, I'm mumbling to myself the whole time, you know, air guitar and, to the rest of us though. I've seen. Yeah. That. Yeah. I accidentally do that. I'm trying to cut back, but, um, <laughs> but <laughs> especially, you know I'm what I mean? I just look like a psycho, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm like really, really into the music and occasionally I'll train with my headphones out because our gym plays pretty, you know, good music. Yeah, so if something's on music, that I, Something's playing that I really like. Sometimes I'll pull my headphones out for a few songs and I'll just train without them. But for the most part, I, I need music blasting. That's like an absolute requirement. Like I'm the type of guy that's gotten to the gym and not had headphones. So I've gone back out, got my car, drove to the store, bought headphones, went back to the gym to train. Like I've oh, yeah. not, done that. not yeah. training without headphones. Like under any circumstances, I I do not think I, I trained without headphones ever once while I was bodybuilding. Do you know that Ron also used wire uses wired headphones? Yeah, Absolutely. I like them too. I like the wire. I'm not losing my. I can't do the buds. I see people. They fall out of people's ears and land on the floor. And you know what oh I boy. think about? Here we that's go. Like, that's right, right next to their phone. That's on the floor. Yes, yeah, so I saw a guy's earbud falls out, hits the floor. He just picks it up, puts it back in his ear. I'm like, oh, hello, like ear infection. First. Here we go. Ear infection. Yeah. <laughs> What's on your floor? At the gym. Yeah. Well, who knows? <laughs> Your floor's so dirty. Well, someone comes out of the pisser and walks right past you, and your earphone falls right where their foot was, and so now your you, earphone you has piss on somebody it. piss in your ear before? Yeah. You oh, piss in your ear and never hurt anybody? Life. You know? God. What are you so worried about? A little piss in the air? <laughs> your granddad wouldn't have worried about a little piss in the air. Right? <laughs> or on your chest. Yeah. <laughs> I went through a phase with, with no headphones. I remember watching Jay's videos and Jay would just go to the gym and there was like some just top 40 shit playing. You know what I mean? At like those gold gyms at 3 a.m., yeah. you know, in, in Vegas. And he's just that sitting like there. You vacuuming. You see him just like kind of staring off in between sets and there's just like, you know, I can't even remember what music was playing. but Back some, street. Back yeah, exactly, exactly. And he's like busting out a hard workout, doesn't even face him. I was like, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I did that for a while, listening to those same songs. And then I realized if you go to Tan, then you'd go tanning and the same music would be playing there. So I yeah. knew all those songs, though I didn't know who the singers were or anything like that. But you know yeah. every word now. <laughs> I, you know, not really. I just knew the beats and the voices. You know what I mean? I knew the sounds of it because I never... I never really actually listened, but I did that for a while. The Jay Cutler style workout. I'm a single. I'm a single bud in my ear. Oh, the whole workout, so that okay. I can yeah. talk to my partner, hear them. But then when it's time for like my heavy set, yeah. the other one goes in. Two yeah, beds. and then and then and literally and then as soon as I'm done, I take it back out because I do like to be able like even on warm ups or when I'm talking to them, I hear them. Um, but then yeah, for the working set, it goes in and then right back out and that's just become like normal which is funny because when i first started doing it it bothered me i'm like i can hear the people and the music this is not good for me yeah. but i eventually adapted which by the way our gym sold to someone new so i'm gonna have new equipment someday like a real gym oh, oh okay 
What, what, what's, what gym do you train at? I can't remember what it's called. I trained at a Gold's, but it was owned by corporate. And oh, now and they've pri- just been purchased um, by a guy who owns like four or five other gyms in North Carolina. And I believe he just bought six clubs from corporate all at once. Wow. Is he going to keep uh, them golds? Because I know corporate sold a bunch of theirs. Yeah, I think he, well, because I think all of his are golds. So it'll stay yeah. golds uh, to my knowledge. But like they're doing like what real gyms do uh, in the States at least, which is um, key cards. So it's going to go to 24 hours. Oh, nice. The music is already louder and they've took off like the terrible music. It's more just like dance music, whatever. I don't care. It's just like a high beat. So it's fine. Um, and there's apparently a list of equipment coming. Nice. And our gym nice. desperately needs equipment. So I'm pretty stoked. And, they, I, and the day that they were first there was the first day I decided to do uh, RDLs with six plates again. And no one yelled at me, so I guess we're fine. Oh, that's nice. Good. That's nice. <laughs> I was like, I'm right up in front, too. I was like, well, I'm going to find out today if I still have a membership. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the platform's right by the front desk. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a test. I, uh, I don't know if I told you guys this, but it was like about a month ago. I um, Sometimes I get in a mood, you know, well, now we got like Apple Music and Spotify, right? So like... You're not limited by like your music collection. You yeah, can, used to be like, like, oh, I don't have that CD, so I can't. Yeah, hear like that, you know. So I'm, I'm, you know, trying. Like people always send me because you know I, people sort of send me music on Instagram. A lot of our viewers, a lot of you guys have sent me clips. Like, hey, check this band out. Check this band out. Anyways, I I remember what Henry Rollins said about how he trains to ballads. Oh yeah, yeah. very emotional, right? Yeah, like, and I get very that. emotional. I get that, right? And I thought, you know, I've never tried that. And I was kind of like having a bored music day. Like, uh, it's, I think it was shoulders or something. I'm like, I don't need like, I'm going to try something. So I pulled up on Apple Music. I pulled up like classic rock guitar ballads. It was like a 25 song playlist, you know, had like, you know, born or wanted dead or alive on it. And, you know, November rain and like just all the classic like 80s, 90s guitar ballads, you know, anything that would, you know, bring a tear to the eye while the guitar is wailing on solo. Yeah. And um, and I I threw that on and uh, I had a fantastic workout. Yeah, you could dig deep with some of that. You know what you I mean? Dig deep. Yeah. Oh, there's some scars in there. Yeah. There's Open some them scar tissue down them in those. You know, <laughs> Def Leppard Love Bites came on. And oh, I remember wow. slow dancing in grade eight. Oh. My hands, you know, maybe kind of trying to touch the top of the butt with the pinkies. You're kind of stretching yeah. them. Just you know? south. You were tall. <laughs> yeah. That was easier for me. You know, and the heartbreak, <laughs> that, that, that grade nine heartbreak. Oh, it hurts so bad. I could get two more fucking reps. You know, <laughs> it was really in there. It was really in there. It, 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 it was good. It was, it was full circle, gentlemen. Uh, That's nice. Full circle. Yeah. Because we're good. finishing. I recommend it. I recommend everyone try it just once. If there's anything the I, about being married that isn't necessarily what I would prefer, it's our music situation in the basement. I will say that now. I'm not training as hard as I used to, obviously. Like, I was literally hitting some of my most, not some of, like, literally my most intense sets before I had gotten sick. And at the time, I was stuck here by myself due to circumstances. She couldn't cross the border. But right. I have, I had the old a, days, we call them. Yeah, the terrible old days, you know? <laughs> I have a, a like a decent stereo system that used to be hooked up to the TV with like the Bose certified, the Lucas oh, yeah. certified 6.1 surround, uh, oh, Bose yeah. speakers and the subwoofer and all that. And let me tell you, 
I could turn that shit up so loud. You would think there was a rave party going on in the house. And and I, I understand I can't do that with another human being in the house. Because right. although I'm in the basement, like literally you'd hear it from the road. Like I had yeah. it cranked that loud. And then if I had to scream while I'm training, like my screams were probably the volume of that. Like I don't know what people thought next door. But there was some crazy shit going on from about like one o'clock to two thirty somewhere in there every right. every other day on that that protocol. Um, I can't do that anymore, so I got to put the headphones on. And sometimes, sometimes she still says she hears the music even though it's in the headphones. So I think I've been I, I like to crank it pretty good, pretty good. But it was so perfect, man, with those speakers down here. Just I mean, I literally the windows were shaking upstairs. Did the loud music disturb her PhD mind? Yeah, what's, what's going on? She wouldn't be able to even talk or listen to a video or anything. I mean, it's I, so I can respect that. But well, she's she working downstairs filming your sets. Yeah, yeah. not worried yeah, about a PhD. Get that for the I gram. I believe you need to shift the narrative. Yeah. <laughs> I'll help you. It's all about the yeah. words we use, right, Ron? Yeah, yeah. it's all about Remember. the words. It's a story we tell with our words, Scott. That's what paints the reality for others okay i see i feel like scott's really painting like what a great husband he is as for me like oh you're still in the hospital cool i gotta go hit uh, chest and then i'll be back it's (laughs) just not quite the same situation (laughs) so is she gonna catch an uber home from the hospital or what no she drove herself man shit oh she drove herself yeah awesome that was the that was the whole thing well, listen, it's funny because I was I was telling her, I was like, you know, I I would feel guilty if this isn't how you are. Because like yesterday, she goes, yeah, I'm going to wait one more day because her temperature is real high. She goes, and I think if I'm still not feeling good tomorrow, I'll go in. And I go, well, why don't you just go in now? And she's like, yeah, I probably should. I'm like, you want me to go? She goes, nah, it's right down the road. Just go hit legs. If I need anything, I'll call you. I'm like, well, I'm not a doctor. Call them. And I went yeah. to the gym. <laughs> like you're going I'm to the, the hospital I'm, I'm just gonna leave it with them yeah so so i go to the gym though this is what's great though i go to the gym and i i'm finished up my workout and i look and it's and uh we have that life 360 with the kids so everyone's like you know on lock i'm like she's still at the hospital i text her i'm like what are you doing he goes, oh they're admitting me for the day i'm like well now i feel like a dick <laughs> like, <laughs> where's your husband oh he's at the gym doing legs yeah. So so it gets yeah. worse. I He's come to the gym. Thing. I come into the hospital like sweating. I still got my dirty clothes on from the gym. I'm like, hey, I'm the guy who had better things to do. How's things? <laughs> she alive? <laughs> yeah. She alive or should I call the insurance company? I mean, I mean um, um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so I, I, I think that would have been something if she was in a coma. Hey. Wouldn't that have been a well, turn yeah, of events? Yeah. Happened there. But, you know, here, but on the other end of the spectrum, you got you – got, <laughs> You got good old Scott. I don't want to disrupt her with the music. I, I, I get it. it. Down. I get it. You're I a good it. man. You're a good man, Scott. I'm trying to get your point. Just, just listen. Shh. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Dusty. I'll blow out my own ears with this headphones yeah. blaring so that you aren't disrupted. Oh, my God. Yeah, it used to what be so man. loud, though. Like, what seriously. I was waiting for one of the neighbors to call the cops or something because everybody was still home at that time. People didn't go to work, you know? oh. but they really probably thought there was like a rave party happening in the basement here. It was good times. Right. How many people are in your house? Just yeah. me. All covered in sweat. <laughs> I did sure. Have a, I did have a telemark, not telemarketer, door-to-door sales guy come 
And I had issues with this one company, uh, Magic Window was their name. And they, I talked to one of their guys, and he was a real dick, and I told him to get out of my house. Well, they came knocking, and I was doing deadlifts downstairs. And I came upstairs, like, covered in sweat, my straps around. I was like, hi, how can I help you? You know, <laughs> middle of the workout, the music's still blasting down there. And uh, I, he was like, hi, I'm from Magic Window. And I was like, I told you people not to bother me anymore. <laughs> 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 I can't remember wow. how the rest of the conversation went, but he's like, oh, yeah, I'm really sorry. You know, have a nice day. <laughs> you want to come into my basement yeah. right now? Yeah. <laughs> See, the average person doesn't know what straps are. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> right, they, right. Like, what's, what's going sweaty, on here? Like, you know, I, covered I love in veins, the, you know, sweaty. I love how I love how your image doesn't match what's in a house. Yeah, right. It's like no one has a gym in there. Like your gym and your 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 home, your home gym is like ridiculous, right? But like to see a guy like you know boat neck shirt, traps sticking up, covered soaking in sweat. wet, covered in sweat, straps on, hat backwards, your shoulder, yeah. multiple. Wow, what can I help you background. with? <laughs> Let's not forget about the amount of weapons that you could probably see over your shoulder. Were you, do you? I'm good, you sir. Pack? I'm good. We don't need any yeah, magic. Are you here. packing when you're deadlifting? Not at home. No, not at home. How many feet away is your is your nearest weapon? Probably several, but that's just like by circumstance. It's not like I several. better leave like it here for anyone yeah. asking. Yeah, it's not like I've got to leave it here in case. It's just you know happenstance because I happen to be in the house. You know. Hey, you guys, remember I was at my friend's house and I showed you his gun safe. I sent you that video. Yes, yes. that was wicked, and it was like man. unbelievable. And then I sh- and then when he put everything away, I go, well, you got all your guns in here. He goes, no, not quite. And then he just reaches <laughs> under the kitchen table and just pulls one out and puts it on the table. And he's like, always ready. There's one in the hallway. Yeah. There's one hidden in the, in the main hallway and there's one in the bedroom. Well, what are they going to do for you? You know, if they're in a case all locked up. Right? Yeah. And I, so one second. So I yeah. looked under the table because I was thinking like, you know, you see you see movies and there's like a holster bolted to the underside of the table or something. Right. I look yeah. under. He's just got a magnet, this big round magnet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just boop, and it's just this right flat there. little magnet and the gun just sticks to it and he just pops it out, puts it on the table. He's like, we're always ready. Always yeah. ready. <laughs> I you love know? it. I love it. You Americans. I don't do that because I have Yorkies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they'll buy you time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I go. I went down a rabbit hole the other day of people defending their homes on YouTube. Oh yeah. Oh man. Some amazing videos, man. Like those doorbell cameras, or they catch some crazy shit. Oh yeah. You know, and and some of the comments just blow me away. Do yeah, they feel you bad for the person that just got fucked? Didn't up. have to shoot him. Right. Like, <laughs> guy had a machete and he was kicking the front door down. Right. Should have just given him what he wanted. Yeah, crazy. I saw an amazing, you know, those street interviews where they're, they ask people, like, you know, they set them up to look like idiots. Yeah. And, By and asking um, basic questions. Yeah. And then, well, this, one, this, one, this one woman is like, there's no reason to have a gun. There's no reason. And he goes, okay, well, let me just paint a fictional situation. What if there's five men home invading your house and it's you and your husband at home? With the kids. Do you want your husband to have a gun? She goes, well, no. And he goes, but there's five of them. She goes, yeah, but we don't know that they're violent. They, they're just robbing us. And he's like, but you don't know that. She's like, yeah, but that's most likely what they just want. They, they're probably poor, so they want they, they need things. Just stuff, yeah. And they really care. And, they have the same. Here's the thing. They don't yeah. have the same concern about. They don't care about your life. 
the yeah. way you care about your life. That's what and my it, concern and is. It led me to, you know, like that. I mean, I always knew this, but just that final conclusion where some people, there's, there's a lot of people now that have absolutely, like I grew up, you know, born in 75. We had playground scraps. We had uh, bar yeah. fights. You know, we had all that stuff. And yeah. mm-hmm. I, I just feel like there's a a, a, a a certain genre of person now that has never been exposed to violence and mm. they don't realize what violence is. They yeah. think words are violence, first of all. These are the same people that think words are equal to violence because right. they've never experienced real violence. They have no idea what people are capable of. Yeah. And when I watch those videos, man, I just think, these people are the easiest, most pathetic prey you could possibly have. Like, I, I, I can't imagine living in that reality, how unsafe they constantly are. Blows yeah. me away. Yeah. You know? And then it's well, okay. They're welcome to live that way as long as they don't force their ideas on me. You know what I mean? But they vote. They yeah. vote. Yeah. They you know what's problem. weird, though, is, is it, it's been said a million times, but it's true, is violence is the only universal language. Everyone, everyone understands, understands it. Understands Once it gets it. down to that, yeah. and 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 it's you know it's that it's that old thing. It's you just need to be prepared and capable. That's all, yeah. and hope that you never have to. Yeah. The, the the hope, if you're a normal human, is that you never have to use your gun in your house. Yeah, because you've had never to. wants to, but you yeah. don't want to wish you had it. Yeah. When the five guys come in and, you know, it's it's that's the thing that's so weird to me. Like, even when you put that in numbers, it's like, listen, I don't want to find out that they're violent. Yeah. Well, I'd that's rather one of they the exit stage right as soon as they yeah. walk in and go, oh, this is but we picked the, the guy wrong said, house. These yeah. are Yorkies and a gun. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the things he said to her. He said, well, what if they kill your husband and then they rape you? Yeah. And she goes, oh, my goodness. What an extreme example. Yeah. Well, this never happened before. <laughs> He's like, five men home invading your house is an extreme thing. Like, wh- where are you in your reality? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I started with that, and that didn't strike you as weird all by itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the – so that, there's that huge disconnect, and it's it's part of the problem with, with this entire conversation. It's It blows yeah. me away. Yeah. You know? I'm sure that's that one if- thing we – we don't sure want to if, do on this show is we don't want to shelter you. We want to yeah. give you the real talk. And I'm sure if somebody did have something to protect them in that situation, had it happened, they would be really grateful that their lives were, you know, spared. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That same person. It's easy to say things like that and stand behind your stance, whatever your stance is, you know, when you're just having a conversation on a camera. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Was that it, fellas? Did we talk about a single thing bodybuilding related? We talked about a we lot did. of good bodybuilding stuff, actually. Yeah, there was, was a lot. There was a lot of posing. Remember, you got really mad. That's, you went dark, so you don't remember. Yeah. Lunge for it. Yeah, sorry. posing. You blacked out. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Blacked out about the posing. That it's was good. Great. We got a clip in there. Good I'm moment sure. for Scott. Yeah, good moment for Scott. I felt good I about that. To, why? I didn't mean to cause another clip. It's just every time like, this is right up to this. I mean, there are guys so afraid to not be split to the hip. Now, wait, wait till you see how high people's chests get after this. Yeah, that's the split to the hip thing. I was I, I was at first I was like, oh, here we go. And then I, I still get people. This guy just tagged me the other day. He's like two weeks out split to the hips. I'm like, OK, it's stuck. This split is awesome. RP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fantastic. OK. 
Don't do things that make you look worse, even if it's for one second while you're setting up a pose. Fact. Remember, you're always being looked at. So don't go into a dumb position to get into a good position. Don't do that. Right? You don't want a you don't want a girl to see you in a weird position where your your dick looks small. You always want it to look good. You gotta walk around with the hips out, chest back, right? You're not gonna walk around like hunched over like this at all. Just think about it. Come on. Use your brains. It all translates. Angle game. Angle game. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about that. Take the picture from here. Yeah. Lean back. Totally Lean back. back. Lean back. Lean back. You pull it away from the body. Get all that stuff. You know. Nothing knows. I've ever done that. Anyways. No. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Remember, like, share, subscribe, comment, and... Ring the bell. There you go. And remember, IamMutant.com. Hit up IamMutant.com. Get your ISO surge. Get your all in. And everyone should get on the gear. Remember, think big bodybuilding media, Patreon, or is it network? I keep screwing it up. It's media. Yeah, just media. media, media. Think big yeah. bodybuilding media. Keep a producer homed. It's awesome. We really appreciate Of course, Patreon get priority questions when we do those shows, and the YouTube comments are where we pull everything else from. So thank you very much for all your feedback. Last couple of shows went crazy, guys. We had really good views yes. on last week's shows. So. We really appreciate everyone and uh, very good. Uh, did you use Chat GPT to generate the episode titles? Those were good. Uh, no, I didn't. But I, you know, I, I do. I look at Chat GPT. They, they, they can be helpful. I got to get better at that. Though, yeah. To make it yeah. work for our advantage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It can help. It can help. Okay. Thanks, everybody. And remember, it's just bodybuilding. Packs up. <laughs> <laughs>